Oh, look, a Band-Aid. Following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And here we are, Adventures from the Shed online, coming back to you with near the end of our Iridian campaign. And we're going to get into that very shortly. We're going to have a to take us off, but here we go. Absolutely. Joe, your, your audio sounds a little weird, at least on my yeah. end. Yep. Uh, so while we're, so while, we're, while we're introducing ourselves, we'll have Joe fix his technical problems like an amateur here. It's amateur <gasps> on the screen. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> my is it weird, like loud, soft, or odd? Just loud. Yeah, it was, it was a little weird and a little echoey, but you're, you're better now. All right. Go for it. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm the GM who's been trying to wrap up this campaign, but my players have not been letting me do that here to this point. Um, but anyways, I'm super excited to be back at it here and uh, very excited to see where they all go. But let's pass it off to Aster for introductions. My name is Aster and our defense, it's not our fault. We keep doing cool stuff that you keep wanting to run with. So... My name is Aster. I will be playing Ami, the Druid, and also kind of Warlock now um, <laughs> character. Um, really excited to see where it goes after, what did we say, three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute. Um, there we go. Very good. Who's next? Hey, this is Chris. I'm playing Ophidian, the Yuan-Ti rogue. Uh, yeah, we're never going to let you stop running this campaign. Sorry, Jason. You just got to keep going. We're just too cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You guys are way too cool. Speaking of too cool, hi, I'm Eli. I'll be playing uh, Tiefling Bard, Raze, uh, Total Edgelord. Way too Fired. cool to be in this. <laughs> Fired. Uh, oh, and that's me. My name is up there on that list next. I'm Joe. I am playing Rolex, the Warforged Artificer. With a wonderful karaoke voice. Hey, hey, speaking of I'm weird right. voices, I am Randy, and I play Les, the fighter, who has eight lives left. He's a cat person. Yeah, is it, that seems generous. I count the electrocution on top of the rail car as a yeah. loss of life. Even and, yeah. Antifa shocked the second time that almost killed me. That's two. Yeah. Maybe he could just be a Schrodinger less. You know, he's, we're not sure if he's dead or alive. Maybe Eli stabbed me like five times that night too. <laughs> it could. That's possible. All right. Well, um, since it's been a, a minute since we've had a chance to run here, I will do break from tradition and I will do the recap real quicker because I want to jump into it. Last we left off, the group was duking it out with um, a uh, a very, very unique creature, a tall, gangly creature that has been basically stalking their area uh, in this city, uh, in the Kingdom of Aridin for the past several games. Uh, during this encounter, um, which was very deadly, the group came out alive well most of them when i say alive less was not so much but um thanks to ami and a very selfless and very very cool encounter with uh the goddess of death herself um was able to convince her to bring him back and continue on the adventure in exchange for well her service to this deity and we'll find out how that goes the group made their way underground into um, the mid part of the city where uh, they found refuge in the Silverback Lounge, a stronghold for Ray's group. Um, 
Where Reyes is currently talking with Chloe, uh, the proprietor of this Silverback Lounge and one of the agents inside of his uh, organization. During this time, to alleviate some stress, Rolex, Ami, and Les decided to sing some karaoke, uh, which they got a few coin from. And Ophidian sent off a lot of uh, correspondence to several different contacts uh, that he needed to do. Uh, we pick up right where we left off, where the group, it was late, getting later in the evening, um, the group was preparing to uh, decide where they wanted to go and head off in their direction. So, I, I would just like to interject that as much as you may think it was Ami that saved less, it was clearly Rolex. It was. Suffered <laughs> some gold in the magical phrase of he was never here <laughs> up to the sky. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's clearly what did it. Yeah, Ami was just meditating. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, it is it is getting later and later in the evening right now. The Silverback Lounge, which has a a, a very nice looking uh, uh, corner for karaoke, where there was recently a a Warforge, a Tabaxi, and a fairy that were uh, singing wildly out there. Getting, again, well, you guys, um, who wants to roll me a d20 real quick? Let's see how much coin you guys get. Who wants to give me the first roll of the night? I'll give it to Les, Ami, or Rolex. Well, Les just came back from the dead, so I think Randy deserves to roll our first There you go. Roll, roll, right. me a, roll me a roll d20. Roll our first one. Let's go. <laughs> get it out early. Yeah. Oh, 15. All right, you guys got 15 gold pieces in total during your, as tips. There was from, a one in there. <laughs> from various patrons inside the bar. Um, Rays, you also had discovered that um, there was a significant meeting happening between your organization, and you are currently off in the back corner of the, behind the bar itself, talking with Chloe. Um, and Ophidian is uh, uh, just getting back from, sending out the correspondence that needed you guys are again in the same area what would you guys like to do well uh Ray's, i believe uh finished his conversation with chloe because i remember yes. him saying yeah uh, we're picking up like if, right at the end of that yeah uh, if if you need anything i should be in the area for a couple of days at at most so feel free to call i need to get back to my room at which point Ray's is going to go over to <laughs> Karaoke time. <laughs> what? Uh, Pull up a microphone, buddy. We got fifteen what? gold already. <laughs> Went in the silverback. <laughs> can I? Can I roll a performance for this? Sure, go ahead and roll a performance for it. Absolutely. Yay! It's going to be fitting that Ray's is going to ruin the performance. Probably. Uh, oh no! Twenty-three. What do you do to increase the performance of a warforged, a tabaxi, and a fairy all singing and rickrolling people like crazy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we have the fairy, so I imagine that's uh, more of a, a higher pitch. We've got the the tabaxi, which um, cat yelling's not great. The warforged, though, I believe is giving a good synth vibe. So I think Ray's is just oh. adding like a. A low, j just that sweet, sweet baritone to even everything oh, out. Oh, okay. He is okay. He, he basically I'm called not... less Yoko Ono. I think that's what happened right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to steal the show. I'm trying to uh, enhance the flavor of the main course. 
it, it happens beautifully here. And you guys uh, form seamlessly into what could be effectively called, you know, a, a boy band to a degree here. People yes! start to, people start to uh, get very, very raucous for you inside this tavern. Uh, Raze, roll me another D20. Let's see how much more money you make after uh, Yay. adding to it. If we keep getting good, we can open for Hall & Oates soon. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, 16. 16. All right. So 16 more gold pieces are added to your guys' pockets, uh, some of which are coming from a couple of older individuals inside of this tavern here. Uh, looks like uh, you guys might have some older fans who are very, very much um, enjoying the performance on this late evening. Les uh, is going to uh, shoo everyone off stage for a moment to say, so this one comes from a portal of another dimension a wizard opened, and I learned this. It's called The Fall of Siegfried. And then he sings the ballad about this uh, warrior who fell down these stairs and couldn't get back up again. He fell down this mountain and lost his gear. And just kept How does on that go? Falling. I'd get knocked down, but I'd get up again. <laughs> we went to the mountains of the lost, tricked an orc with skin of moss. We hiked the stairs. We were on pace till poor Siegfried <laughs> fell on his face. We camped the night and let uh, out a sigh. The fewer, the oh, sorry, the tower was closer, but still in the sky. Our dear fighter took up the rear, climbed up five feet, then lost his gear. <laughs> you really the, and she scream in it too. <laughs> That was absolutely fantastic. No need to roll for a performance on that one. You're just you just you just get that uh, crowd going with that here. It's going to be roll me a uh, just roll me a d20. Let's see how popular this song is going to catch on throughout uh, this part of town. You want me to roll it? Yeah, roll me a d roll me a d20. Just a regular d20. Let's see. All right, see. it is a nineteen. <laughs> titled the ballad this... of my other character. Yep. Less during this time, portal from another dimension. Exactly. Yeah. Less during this time, you see there are a few other looks to be bards inside the tavern, and you can see them furiously like scribbling down like the lyrics and stuff and the tone. You can you even get a couple of them who come up to you and ask if it's okay for them if they could sing a cover of that when they perform next. Uh, you get a sense that this is going to be a hit song across many a tavern uh, in the realm. That's not my song. You guys can cover it all you want. They 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 get they go no royalties fantastic excellent and they they make their way off into the into the city streets to go and sing this song the ballad of Siegfried. What they really don't know is that uh, Miles Mize uh, got became friends with the sorcerer. So every time someone sings his songs, a portal opens, taking some gold and send it to Miles. I love it. I love it. Very good. That's how going to recoup his bar for some kind of Uncle Iroh look or something. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hate everything you stand for, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Love you too, buddy. <laughs> Raise's new favorite song, his new favorite single uh, that's going to be playing in, in taverns. All right. What do you guys want to do after many hours go by of singing and karaokeing? Mm. Raise is just going to try and try and lay low. Like he'll he'll let everyone everybody know. I'm, I'm going to be staying here uh, for the next couple of days uh, just to see what happens after our escapade there. Uh, I may have to leave. I may be called back here soon. Uh, if we don't get a chance to meet soon, I would like to say that it's been fun. But I won't. <laughs> That would be rather tacky. 
Now, I, from from my perspective, from the player perspective, um, weren't we eager to get after the one that got away? I mean, Rolex doesn't necessarily care because Les is back to life, so he's happy. But um, I thought we were kind of in a rush to get the one that got away. Uh, Ray's at this point, like Ray's is fully convinced that we we've lost that chance. Now that now that we've had time to to recuperate, they've had time as well, and like they're they're an organized group. We're a Hi. mishmash of people from well, different. Uh, I'm going to generously call them factions. A couple of things. First, Ray's uh, Rolex, Ami, uh, Fidian. I almost said Chris. I, I want to apologize for. Um, I, I should have worked out a better plan with you guys instead of rushing in like that. I could, I should have stayed near Rolex that fight and defended off him so he could take some more pot shots without being distracted with that meat monster. And I was foolish. And I want to thank you all for helping me get back. Uh, secondly, I'm going to come up with a plan because I think I know how we can get back into finding out where uh, Sylvia is. Just give me the night. Just give me the night and I'll, I'll let you in on what I'm thinking. I'm going to scratch out a few ideas and see if I can work it out. <clears throat> I will be with you, Les. We will Ditto. take what needs to be taken care of. So unless we want to get a room to talk, uh, Les it's isn't going me. to talk anymore in the I public. I need to be taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a home. <laughs> yeah. You lost your home. You lost all your doodads. I mean, come on. <clears throat> It's true, I did. You know what? We should donate the gold we made tonight, and any proceeds from the song should help the homeless, Tommy. <laughs> no. All right, so my, my plan is if we can somehow uh, figure out where the guards get their uniforms tailored from, we can possibly get a few uniforms and sneak into the compound without being detected and figure out where Sylvia is. <laughs> That's the core of the plan. I think I, I have a few ideas on that. They don't have Warforged guards, do they? They do. You mentioned that at the gate, that they had Warforged guards, but uh, you did not look like them, I think is what yeah. it was. The, they, they have the Obsidian Guard, which are the big uh, hulking machines. So they do have Warforged there, but you are definitely a different type of construct. Yeah. And well, that's what I was thinking. I, I, don't think a, you know, I don't think a costume would hide me less. I don't think they have fairy guards, so I will just opt to sit in somebody's pocket. <laughs> I can say that you're an older unit that's being brought back. Oh, I am an older unit, and I am back. Was I never here? Exactly. <laughs> you you were never there, but you're with us now. Okay. I give less a gold. <laughs> That's how it works. But first, we need to make sure Ami gets her gear back, or at least something suitable. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, why don't we tail some guards, figure out where they're at, maybe somehow ruin their uniforms where they need to get them cleaned. And uh... <laughs> I'm just thinking they're, they're all like throwing food at them or something. Exactly. Nice. Yes. Food. <laughs> Like knock over a tray yes, of stuff as it food. passes by onto them. Yeah. <clears throat> then we can tell them, see where they take their clothes if they don't take them immediately to the base itself. I, they usually outsource that thing. So, okay. 
All right. I mean, I saw I like the sound of this. a police show where they took their uniforms to a facility. So that's just <laughs> where I got the idea from. Sounds good. <laughs> Seems I a like bit more reasonable of, than acting like as performers. Heroes soiling other people's clothing. <laughs> Boo, you suck. It's new. What else we can make an excuse for? And they shouldn't be any wiser with the regular uniforms on. Cool. And I can either put flour all over my face or soot again or whatever. I'm a tabaxi. So. They probably wouldn't even, well, Sylvia might know me now a little bit more on the personals. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, what are the chances that we run into someone who knows your scent? Pretty good. Good, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Jason, is it possible for Ophidian to get copies of any photos he's taken, like from Annette or, you know? Um, yeah, you have to go to Annette for that here, because again, you've never used this device before, even right. though you've gotten more proficient with taking pictures and you have potentially invented the selfie inside of the city. Um, uh, but you don't know how to actually develop it yet, because uh, she right. never told you that. So, But yeah, you imagine this is a magical box that can take and record pictures. I'm sure she can get me some copies. Okay, that's what I need to do. Okay, so... It's late in the evening. The, the the tavern is starting to clear out here. Uh, Rays, you notice that there are just a couple of people who are hanging out there, and they you notice that they 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 do represent kind of your organization. They're probably there just as you know guards and stuff like that um, in the actual tavern itself. But it's starting to clear out. It's getting later and later at night. What are you guys doing? Are you guys going to your long rest for the night, or are you guys going to break off and start heading out right now? What would you guys like to do? Time is of the essence. If we need to do something, do it now. Reconvene as soon as possible. Fine, uh, but I'm taking a nap on someone. That works. Ophidian, did did you have business? Uh, yep, yes, I do. Do you know how long it'll take? Uh, I do not. Well, <laughs> he's got to stop at the photo hut. Yeah, give him a. Yeah. Is there a uh, photo hut around here? I mean, it is everything. Come on. <laughs> Well, Annette is not too far away from your correspondence here. By this time, I would say you probably got a response from her. Um, it's a little bit of a nervous response that you get back in terms of that, as there is a lot of political turmoil that's going on in the past couple of days since you had your encounter with Scythia. Again, it took you guys a day to just get out of there and make your way all the way up here. So it has taken some time, and during which um, news broke again, there is, as as Chloe told Ray's, there is potentially power shortages and issues as something happened at the plant, uh, which you guys obviously know what happened. You guys were down there and destroyed a giant, massive heart uh, that was potentially magically feeding the city. So um, Ophidian, she's probably half a day's travel. She's in the Guild Hall area, which is about uh, four or five hours from where you're at right now in this part of the city. It's closer to where the the high high town is the nice nice part of the city but it's 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 close enough to this point right here but the rest of you um if you're wanting to go with less's plan you guys can again we can roll to see where you might find the best place to soil some guards uniforms unless of course you guys know of a tailor or can sew yourself that's true can i sew i know how to play the drums <clears throat> close enough I can fix armor, and pretty much that's it. Well, like, clothing is just soft armor. <laughs> clothing is just soft armor. You ever try to sew with claws? Nice. No, I've not. Doesn't work too well. 
I believe you. Okay, so where are you guys going? Uh, Raze is just going to chill here at the at the Silverback. Uh, he he intends to sleep. Okay. It, it sounds like um, Ami's probably sleeping on Rolex's shoulder, and Rolex will be following wherever Les goes, and participating in whatever <clears throat> you know throw the the chocolate ice cream at the guard contest we want to come up with. <laughs> The chocolate ice cream, let's put it that the way. fudge. Les has probably had his fair share of drinks for the night, so he probably needs to rest for a little bit. Just one more. All right, one more, and then we leave. One, <laughs> <laughs> we got to walk out around the city and, and spill it on several yeah, different guards. Yeah, make so. me a constitution check here, Les. Let's see how well you handle your alcohol. Just All one right. more. I am rolling at a plus seven, so let's give her a go. He rolls a two. I think I clicked it. Let me click it again. Oh, there it goes. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Oh man. Big drink. Oh. Plus, you're not even feel. You're not even feeling buzzed yet at the moment. You are. You have pounded down several tankards, and you're fine. That was a twenty-three, by the way, yeah. or was it twenty-four? Twenty-four. 24. <laughs> Little known fact: uh, Less in one of his previous lives was a uh, you know a, a beer pong champion and uh, has a very very good control on alcohol intake. I'm gonna ask the barkeep. Like, that's like his eighth. Can you can you cut him off? <laughs> um, he looks like he's all right, uh, Tower. I mean, he's paying coin too. I mean, if he wants some more more ale, I'm more than happy to give it to him. Right, but I'm gonna need him soon. <laughs> well, he seems fine. Uh, uh, watch. She 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 goes. You there, Catman? Unless <laughs> he slides into the seat next to Hell uh, Race. <laughs> I was. <laughs> she she chucks she chucks a little a little uh, um coin at you uh a little piece of copper make me a dex uh acrobat a dex a dex uh, uh a dex check to see if you catch it here just a solid dex a solid dex it's not a high dc okay. since you Ooh. uh no i'm only a plus one so i was a five <laughs> Ooh. I... <laughs> yeah as ah. as she <laughs> chucks it at you it just bounces off of his forehead and he goes she goes well maybe you're right Tower, maybe he d isn't. I know I'm asked when I see one. I, I was moving seats. I, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, um, uh, your friend here is uh, saying that uh, that might uh, you might be good for the night in terms of drinks. Um, I am. Um, I'm actually looking for some work. Do you know by chance where the guards uh, go to hang out? She looks over you, Tower. Really? He's asking me about guards here. Your friend. He's I'm like just looking security. For There's not much else he can do. Oh, do you do you, uh, you you vouch for these people right here, Tower? I trust this man with my life. I have. Not He's like already paid good. with his. She she uh, reaches she's... down below um a below her her counter and she pulls out what you feel like the counter because you guys are like leaning on it. You feel the counter like have a little bit of a and like a a, a trigger hit underneath it, and she. Pulls out a a um, a uh, a pamphlet, not a pamphlet, a, a booklet, and she's going through and she's going, guards. Now you're looking for guard work, or are you looking for guards? Guards themselves. Guards themselves. She kind of scribbles something and she goes, "All right." I forgot that I was dealing with my people. By the way, um, this is going to be a, a a ruse. I need to deal with some guards. 
I figured, you being a friend of Towers, I figured that was something that you um, might need. And Just she so you actually up, know. <laughs> yeah, she folds up a piece of paper and she slides it across the bar to you. It's getting to be midnight around now, just so you guys are aware. It's getting later and later. Um, but as you open it up here, uh, you see that there is um, uh, the um, – you, you, un you unfold it here. You see that there is the Azorius armors in here. And this is where the guards go for armoring and, of course, uniform and all that kind of stuff, weaponsmithing and all that stuff here. Mm -hmm. It is right next to the guild hall. It's – in the direction that Ophidian needed to go, but uh, not as far as where Ophidian needed to travel. Probably about only three hours instead of four hours of travel. Well, thank you. Um, do you know where they would go if the, to celebrate a victory? You can find any tavern. We even have a few guards that come in here a couple of times and uh, if there's a victory. But I don't know. Most guards right now are on high alert because of everything that's going on in the city. Okay. I, I'm just trying to <clears throat> talk to them off guard. Let's put it that way. Well, they're guards. They're they're on guard. <laughs> Not if they were drinking. I'm going to look at Ray, at Les. You are so bad at this. <laughs> they're your friend. I'm just chatting. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bed. And Les whips a <laughs> copper piece back at the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he can afford. <laughs> what are you talking about? They were giving him gold all night. All right. <laughs> Okay, when, so when he goes off, I'd like to give the the barkeep twenty gold. She goes. Uh, this is this is for the drinks that he would have bought. Oh well, thank you, Tower. Oh, be careful out there. There's uh, we're never there's, here. there's quite a there's quite a few of the the Drake Spain that are out and about right now. They've been getting a little bit more well out in force over the past day and a half. So yeah. I'll make sure to watch my back. Keep your wits about you. Ophidian, I'm heading to sleep. Uh, if you're doing your thing, uh, we're getting up early. So just say no. Okay. Same. Are you guys just sleeping in the bar? Are the rooms? Um, let's see here. Uh, Ray's. Hi. Yeah, there is. There is there is a safe room that you guys could go into, uh, just like most of the fifth form have. Um if that's where you guys want to stay, that's where you guys can stay. We can move forward. If Chloe's got no problem with it, I'll open it for him. Okay. Uh, you go over behind the behind the uh, um, the bar. There is uh, looks to be a just a wall with some pictures on it here. There's a again, as in the previous bar that you guys were at of the fifth forum. Uh, there is an looks to be a passed out individual just like slumped over the actual like uh, table in front of it. Uh, Ray's, you go over and you kind of just give him a little nod he, he pulls his hood up and he goes he reaches up he tilts the uh one of the uh portraits and then he there's a little knob behind it that he just gently twists and you hear <gasps> secret door secret door as it opens up there is uh it's not it's not a very big room again these safe houses are not designed to be super massive and and, and comfortable um it's a small room but there is uh wall um wall bunks uh there are six of them so you all have enough room for each of you if you would like and uh you guys can get your long rest but that works i'm going in awesome room. okay okay as you all rest go to sleep for the night here ami I need Hello. you to make me a constitution saving throw, please, as you go to sleep. 
Nice. Okay. No surprises there. Constitution saving throw is this one. Mommy's going to turn into a werewolf. Listen. 14. Okay. With a 14, you all drift off to sleep. Ami. No. As you fall asleep, your mind wanders. You see again the dark side of the moon with just a sliver of white light coming from the half-light kind of crescent shape on, uh, that is just barely peeking out underneath it. You hear again the voice of your newly Mommy? found patron. You hear this um, whisper in your, in your mind about nature, about restoring what was lost. You see again vicious visages of death, of decay, of things that you're familiar with, being a druid of spores like yourself. And as you are looking down at this, the, the just the black kind of floor, it starts to ripple, and it starts to become a little trans, uh, a, a little um, uh, tr transparent in terms of being able to see through it as the moonlight starts to hit it. You look down, and as you're looking down, instead of seeing your face as it normally is, your face looks more skull-like. It looks much more sunken in. Your eyes are pitch black. You have long kind of uh, fangs that kind of almost protrude out of your mouth. And uh, you look down at your hands. One hand is an actual just bone, no flesh on it at all. And I need less Ophidian rays and relics to make me a... Um, a uh, wisdom uh, perception check, please. Let's just see if you guys notice anything as you're sleeping. Uh, well, I wasn't going to sleep. I was going to make. I was heading out. To go to my okay, so yeah. So if, if you're not there, then you don't. If you're not there, yeah. then you'll see it. Then. Yeah. And with Rolex, he doesn't technically sleep. It's more of the standby state. So I don't know if that mm -hmm. makes a difference for the roll. A roll, yeah. Roll with roll with advantage on that then, because again, you're not falling asleep here, and you're just kind of on standby. Let's just let's just. The alcohol snuck up on less. Yeah, less. Less is less is passed out. Less does not know what's happening. <laughs> well, I rolled a twenty on the first one, so I won't bother with the second. There you go. Okay, right. Rolex. You could get two twenty. You oh. hear you hear what sounds like rustling leaves, like fluttering very quickly, and your eyes kind of turn back on, and and uh, raise. Uh, you hear in the bunk that's that's next to you here, you hear the fluttering of wings. And as you both kind of like look, you see an undead looking version of Ami. Um, Ami, your, your new ability has come to fruition on your character sheet. Um, uh, if you wanted to take a look at that here. Uh, it is your uh, form of dread that has come out. Uh, I need... I need Rolex and I need Rays to both make me a uh, wisdom saving throw to nice. see if you are frightened of her. Okay, I roll I, for I, snore. I, I am. Let's see what the roll says. <laughs> 12. 12. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> you both immediately freak out. <laughs> I'm rolling for snore. I got a 19 for snore. Yeah, the snoring combined with Ami's presence now makes it sound like a demon is literally inside the room with you guys. <laughs> like Ami, we've witnessed some eldritch horror sleeping. Exactly. It's me. Uh, Ami's, her hair is now like kind of uh, almost if you've ever heard of the old tale of the grudge where it's just kind of like 
pitch black and like just down across her her alabaster kind of like you know skin now as it's just going straight down her her wings are no longer um uh solid they are actually look to be broken up into series of black kind of spines that are just fluttering around she's still flying she's still floating and ami as you you open your eyes and you're released from this from this dream here you see rolex and rays just looking at you freaking out at the moment what are you guys doing rolex and rays uh, I am, I'm like ready to eldritch blast this bitch. <laughs> Ami just goes, is it, is there something behind me? Yeah. What are you guys looking at? Um, <laughs> can, I, can I word some terror? <laughs> and you hear, and, and instead of hearing Ami's, you know, very nice voice, you hear, is there something behind me? <laughs> What's there? And she's looking around. Furiously, and she when she looks around, her head, her her body doesn't actually move; just her head just twists around. <laughs> um, you can words of terror if you would like to. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, words of terror. I would need to. I, I would need to. Oh no, I have to speak with her alone. Damn. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, I'm here. just fighting each other. I'm sorry. What is this man trying to do to me? <laughs> Rolex wants to react similar to. If remember, we found the. Um, uh, the elves in that room in the quarantine area that were just about dead, and he used the spell heroism to do like the spark of life because it gives some temporary hit points. Sure, Actually sure. The same thing, but almost reactionary, just okay. to it, like give life back to this creature quick. So it would be that that quick kind of reach out and have the spark come from his palm towards her, and it would be um, the heroism spell is technically. Um, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points. <laughs> I love it. So, um, as five temporary hit points, I'm like, you're dying. Come back. So all you hear is that you're dying. You see this big metal hand just come out and just release this bolt of energy into you. And because form of dread only lasts for a minute, as it hits, Ami, you get jolted. It doesn't hurt. It feels very pleasant. It feels good. Uh, your, your complexion, your visage change. The form of dread stops. And Rolex, you feel very pleased with yourself that you just, again, saved another creature's life. That's, I am glad you were never here, and I hand her two gold pieces. Did he just defibrillate me? Yes. <laughs> Clear. While you were conscious. <laughs> yes. I mean, just, like, holds her hands up and looks around in disbelief and, like, holds her chest, like, <laughs> what did you do? You could probably sleep now. I was sleeping before. Remember no, to pen the butterfly. <laughs> you were dead. You're not dead now. You can probably sleep. Rolex, baby, I don't know if you know how this works. We sleep sometimes, and sometimes we might look a little dead because we're being real still, but I was breathing. But you had your skull showing and your bones showing on your hands and your wings were messed up and it yeah. was like you were never really here i'm i'm with rolex on this one you <laughs> looked like a corpse but worse so you're saying uh -oh. i'm skinny a homeless corpse, oh, oh, no. a corpse again. <laughs> it looks to have worn off now but what I, in the god's names i've seen many things None as freaky as that. 
can I use this guy's self to <laughs> make myself look like how she did? Absolutely. And you Ami, you just a see something like this. Yeah, you see a a, a a horrifying version, a large version of yourself in that form. Just smaller. <laughs> you can look this, like this, just smaller. Can let's randomly wake up and see this visage. <laughs> yeah, make, make, make a make roll me a uh, roll me another perception check. Let's see if you if you if there's enough noise going. I on. mean, Ami is furiously squeaking, so. Uh, 14, 14 yeah 14 you, uh, the snoring stops and your 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 vision is very blurry you feel a little bit of a hangover just a little bit not a lot but yeah you see you just wake up and you see uh you see uh, uh a giant ladies. dark army <laughs> demon look like, look like it look like a demon army is what you see Go back <laughs> to and and then um then rolex will say and I fixed it like this, and he'll cast um, heroism right on. Right. <laughs> when Rolex does it, I'll just disp I'll dispel this guy's soul. This stops like three inches from your face with his claws out. Oh, okay. And then I hand raised two gold. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I don't know. It's, it's time. So that's what I would look like, people sized. <laughs> That's what you get out of this. The difference in size. Awesome. Beautiful. Love it. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to do while you're awake, or are you guys going to go back to sleep? Raze wants Let to try and go back to sleep. Freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Les oh once again God. collects everyone else's pillows and puts them in a pile and lays down again. <laughs> hey. Give me that. He, he circles the pillow, the pile twice before <laughs> he lays down on it. Though. Do you make He's not a dog. -a -ga -ga. You make biscuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, biscuits. Okay. Stretch out, claw the one that's at your fingertips. <laughs> All right. So Ami, as you fall back to sleep, you hear in your head. Uh, again, these are some of the new gifts that have been given to you, and you will have the ability to choose how you look in your form of dread whenever you decide to take it. So keep that in mind here. This first one, you get the sense that you kind of took up on a little bit of a version of what your your new patron kind of looks like to a degree. So keep that in mind. Ophidian, as the rest of the group goes down and you guys get your long rest, your spell slots, your health, everything else is restored. Ophidian, you're making your way out into the midnight air of Aerodin, correct? Yep. All right, you're making your way over towards the guild hall area where you need to go, or? Yes, I need to, okay. get, my, I need to get my pictures. Okay, all right, so um, you know that... Uh, 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 blah, 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 I can't think of her name. Annette. Annette, Annette Devia. Thank you. Jason and see if we can catch it. <laughs> um, Annette Devia is at um, the uh, Sylvanus uh, the Sylvanus tem uh, Temple. Uh, it is a god of knowledge and lore. Uh, someone that a lot of writers and people who are you know very very prone to the written word go to, and it's a place that you've heard her talk about in the past, but. You get the sense that it must be pretty serious if she's hiding out in a temple on Guild Row. So yeah. it's about a four-hour walk. I doubt that Ophidian wants to walk there. Uh, you can yeah, yeah. you can yeah. grab a carriage, or there are some motorized vehicles that are wandering around. Uh, a little more expensive, but they'll get you there a little bit quicker. Whoever's got the speed. Okay. Uh, the fastest way would be one of the motorized carriages here, and um, uh, that would rough, run you roughly around 10 gold pieces to... Uh, to rent those out for the length of journey that you need to go to. Cool. 
Okay. It takes you about an hour and a half of traveling in this carriage. And during that time, you can take a short rest or you can do whatever you might need to do. Uh, but you get past all of these um, uh, taverns and these homes that you're going through. And again, it's it's getting much more affluent the further you get into Guildhall. And as you get down towards Guildhall, it opens up into a sea of business-type buildings that are around this area here. The cobblestone street goes more into kind of a hard pavement, and as you make your way into it, it's it's already now almost 1.30 in the morning for it. Most places are, are shut down at this point in time, but you pass by, there are several different rows of, you know, fighters' guilds, things like that here, merchants' guilds with different businesses that attribute throughout, or that attribute business throughout the uh, Kingdom of Aridin. You make your way down to uh, the handful of temples that are out here. And this is where a lot of the religious order, paladins, clerics who work in the guild areas, this is where they operate. And that's why it's in the guild row. And the temple itself is, it is, I don't want to say vast because you've seen bigger buildings, but it is quite large and quite opulent for an actual temple. And it makes sense. You're in a nicer part of the city. Um uh, there are some uh, sconces outside with light, uh, and there is, again, a large um, brass door that is entering in. Um, is there anything you want to do before you go inside? Um, not unless Annette gave me specific instructions. Her instructions were, were very, like, um, be cautious. Eyes everywhere. Uh, okay. Lord Phineas is... Something happened that she assumes that you have the information for. Okay. I will just make sure I'm in my Shukati is, you know, guys, you know, that's because that's how I usually deal with her. Mm -hmm. so I'm not make sure, sure if I said myself. this stupid comment previously or not, but whenever you say that, I think you're dressing like a big mushroom, you know, the Shukati. <laughs> yes, I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Not Shukati, Shukati. Well, yeah. Either way, he's a fun guy. Hey, hey, I already made that joke this campaign. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> well, you are some kind of mushroom necromancer now. What? I mean, yeah, basically, basically actually, yeah. That whole scene with Ami reminded me of the Army of Darkness. Like, hey, you found me beautiful once. <laughs> Honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> well, okay. This character is always full of shroom and doom. Yes, shroom and doom. Fine. Fine. Is that better? She's yes. like, I'm getting everybody lit up on mushrooms. You're all wasted. Nice. So Jason all right. asked, too, I wanted to show the map of the uh, city. What area are we in now? Guild Row right there is where you're in. Or is where Ophidian's in. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so cool. right here is where Ophidian is. Yeah. Actually, he's closer to this side of the actual thing. You guys were over here in this area. There we go. And, yeah. and you've moved your way down into this area. Okay. Yeah, I want to show that because I didn't. I, I felt like we hadn't shown the city map in a while, and it, it, yeah, it, I've, you were talking I about hours to, uh, of travel. Um, just a reminder to our listeners and viewers how how big this place is. And we talk about walking four hours, we're really not getting that far on the map. Uh, just to again, a good example of how big the area is that we're in. Yeah. Okay, um, Ophidian. Um, since you are aware that it is potentially you know dangerous, and keep your eyes out there. Again, it's pretty quiet out here. Um, in, in the middle of the night, but there are several carriages that are out in front of the temple itself and a couple of other temples as well. So it does look like there are potential activity around this particular area. You see there are a couple of uh, um, well-armored 
individuals. They wear different uh, symbols on their chests down the street a little bit outside one of the other temples. Uh, looks like they're just, you know, talking in the middle of the night. Um, what would you like will, to do? I will just, I will take note and granted, obviously I'm not in this area that often, but I will take note if anything is anomalous, right? If anything looks out of the ordinary. Sure. Yeah, make yeah. a, uh, make a perception check or an investigation check. I will do perceptions. Did it go over or not? I didn't Oh, there we go. It's 17. Yeah, go. There we go. 17. All right. 17 is not too bad. Um, uh, as you're looking around, you do notice there are uh, there are alleyways that go to the back of these temples here that look like they are for, you know, larger carriages that are coming in to maybe drop off supplies and things like that. You do see around the corner as you're making your way in, it looks like there are some fresh kind of like um, in like the late evening, it gets kind of like... Um, humid and so there's some uh you know uh um water on the ground and stuff like that it looks like there are some fresh tracks that go through there that lead around the back um but that's what you get with a 17. yeah i will uh i'll case the place i'll take a walk around the entire temple which way are you going to go so there's are you going to go left or right first around the temple left okay as you head your way around the left you make your way around several um very, very well uh, preserved and well maintained, like reading areas. There are gardens and there are hedgerows, but again, a lot of the benches are designed for someone to kind of like lay back and actually read a book because that's what this temple is about here. It's about the written word, it's about knowledge, and again, using language uh, to um, uh, um, uh, to better the world itself here. That's kind of the, the big thing here. So make your way around the side as you do you can hear that there's uh an individual he's inside of um this like nook buried in the back behind some trees he's sitting on a bench it looks like he's reading a book he's got um long robes on he's got a graying beard and he's just kind of sitting there you know gently talking to himself as you look around the side here he doesn't seem to notice you uh with what you rolled for your perception you definitely saw him first um and as you look down the side, you can see it, the building goes down for about maybe 100 feet around the side there. There looks to be um, a side entrance and several lights that are on uh, shining through the stained glass windows. Uh, but that's the only person that you see on this side here if you wanted to keep heading down that way. Uh, I will, and I'll see if that person decides to pay attention to me or kind of just pays attention to their book as they're talking to themselves. I'll also see if I can hear what they're saying or if they're kind of reading to themselves or sure, thinking sure. out loud. Roll me a stealth check then, please. A 22. So with that, you can decide how quiet you want to go. You yourself, you know that you are very, very good at hiding and being out of sight here. You know the fact that this person, if you wanted to get past this person, they would have no idea. So it's up to you if you wanted to make yourself a little bit more known and kind of try to pass by and catch their attention, or if you really don't. So I'm gonna leave that to you with what you rolled. Yeah, I, I wanna make sure they don't notice me. That they don't notice you? Yeah, correct. Okay, all right, so as you you know make your way around, you kind of like uh, uh, sneak your way uh, past a couple of the openings, looking inside where he's at here, because he's like in this like nice little nook area, surrounded by hedgerows and trees. You scoot past there, and you get close enough that you hear him uh, reading, and you hear him going, 
All right, well, oh, that's that's quite spicy. Yes, that's very, oh, my goodness here. Um, he kind of looks around, he's like, and he's, he's like just reading and reading. You get the sense he's reading something he probably shouldn't read, being somebody who is a man of religion. So he's got the Kama Sutra. Okay, cool. Uh, Potentially. Keep on trucking. Which is why he's out here in the middle of the night, you estimate. Hey, you never know. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but he has no idea that you're there. I love the dialogue. Who sits by themselves reading something like some like erotica? Mm, yes, very spicy. Spicy indeed. Does not get out much. That's <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. He's an old, 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 old guy. So okay, Ophidium, you can keep moving down the side if you would like. I don't have the dexterity for that. <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty good. Uh, oh, I kind of want. I kind of want the character. I want Randy to play that character in the next campaign. I want him to play that guy. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll, keep going. I'll keep on going. Yeah, that's what I um, get for stepping away for two minutes, and I have no idea what that was. Uh, okay. You'll find out later. All right. <laughs> Basically, Master Roshi so far. <laughs> oh, Fidian found something he shouldn't have. Super you spicy. keep you keep scooting down uh, the walkway, and as you do, you pass by some windows here, and uh, some of these windows look like they are just. Um, uh, uh, living accommodations for some of the the priests and priestess that, that live here most of them are the, the candlelight is on very very low so it's just kind of like a night light inside the room you can see that most people are sleeping and as you make your way down uh towards the you get about halfway down where you see there's the side entrance on this particular part of the building here they're a little bit further way down again you see the the edge of the building and you can look down the back into the back of this place here but it's up to you if you depending on where you want to go I'll check that uh, side door, see if it's unlocked. Yeah, as you walk up to it and you see there is a um, uh, a very, very uh, unique-looking doorknob. It's got a symbol of a book with a, uh, a feather quill like uh, engraved in the front handle. It looks very nice. As you walk up and you kind of like jiggle the handle a little bit, it is open. I will proceed to go in. As you open up the door and you look inside, you can see you're looking into what appears to be a um, looks to be like a galley kind of area where there is some pantries, there is some sacks of like grains and things like that. You look, this looks to be maybe of a storage kind of area for the various foods and things that this particular organization has. You guys kind of walked into the pantry in this side of the actual um, building. If you wanted to, no one seems to be in there right now, so you are free to sneak in. Yep. Okay. You make your way inside, and as you open up the one door that goes out, it opens up into a large hallway. The hallway goes down a ways, and it opens up into, you can see, what looks to be a massive uh, open atrium uh, where they probably have their services. They have large pews, it looks like. Um, they have a, you know, a grand space. Down the other side, there is um, what looks to be more rooms and back kind of areas. Uh, make me a perception check, please. All right. 20. 20. With a 20, you are like looking out and you're looking around. And as you're looking around, you hear footsteps down that, that back way. You hear heavy kind of boots moving uh and they're moving towards the direction where they'll they can probably see you if they are looking down that hallway where your head is sticking out of the door so from the atrium area 
Uh, no, no, from the back alley, from the back back area. So you're looking down one way. That's the atrium area, like the front entrance, and then down this other hallway here. There's more doors and a hallway going down the back end, and you can hear footsteps coming from there. But I can't see. I just I can't. You hear them first. I'm giving you the option as far as if you want to stay there and risk. Yeah, I want to. I want to make my way to the atrium area. Okay. You quickly get out and you make your way towards the atrium area. Um, as you start to hurry along, you can hear the footsteps getting distant because you're moving away from them uh, because you're heading in the opposite direction. They're coming from the opposite side here. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, well, depending depends what it looks like in the atrium area. I mean, right now I'm look, looking for a net, right? So yeah, it's it's quiet in this area. You walk out into a large space. There are uh, there are ten rows of pews and on each side of this open space you can see the large double door the double brass doors that you saw as far as the front entrance and again there are warm candlelights that are on currently uh, up at the top you can see there's a stage with a um a a podium where they give out probably their sermons and their services and things like that there is a donations area off to the side on the other far wall and there are stained glass windows with um different visages of sylvanus on all of these okay uh, I'll take a seat at one of the pews and just kind of survey my surroundings and wait to see if uh, someone shows up, like a right. person. You hear the footsteps down the way, and you've walked farther away, so it's a little bit harder to hear from where you're at. Cause it's a, it's a big building again; it's it's a pretty big building, but they're not moving in your direction. You hear them like shuffling around, stopping, and it sounds you hear what sounds like small communication. Small talking. Um, make me another perception check. Let's see if you can hear it. It's going to be a high DC because you did move farther away. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one. Mm. Uh, 17. The voices sound familiar. Uh, it sounds like Wintermere guards that you've heard in the past in there. It sounds like that kind of voice, but you can't make out what they're saying, though. I will go invisible and make my way down that way. Okay, excellent, excellent. Make me a stealth check with advantage, then, please. Advantage. Let's see. Invisible noodle. What? what? Yeah, what? <laughs> All right. 28 is the good one. 28 is the good one. 22 is actually not bad either. I mean, if we're being honest here, it's not bad. It's not bad either. 22 is pretty good. Um, <laughs> My eyesight may be failing me, but was that a 22 on a 1? Is that possible? The, the program has it in a red box as if it were a failure. But, yeah. It does, but I don't uh, think that's right. <laughs> no, it's because it's one of my skills where I have reliable talent, so I get to oh, that's right. a 10. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so it was a failure, but again, it was a failure, but it was also <laughs> it was a failure success. for me. Yeah, as, God. as Ophidian is about to get up being invisible, Ophidian realizes his shoe's untied and again quickly ties it and then he's like, ah, that could have been bad and makes makes his way down. As you make your way down, Ophidian, you you skirt the side of the hallway and you're you're moving are you moving at a brisk pace or are you moving at a cautious pace? Cautious. Okay. You're slowly making your way towards um, uh, the backside where you hear these footsteps. Moving cautiously you see two guards walking out of the hall, that, that hallway. You hear the footsteps re-pick up and they start to walk out and they start to move out towards um, the actual uh, back part of the actual um, uh, temple. 
as you're cautiously moving out there, you can hear one of them going, oh, it's going to be just a horrible, horrible weekend for us. I know. I just not looking forward to more of that. And you are moving down. They, 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 they've stepped now outside through the back entrance of this particular place. And as you're cautiously making your way through there, you get to the hallway where they came out of. And as you are moving towards the hallway, you are now face-to-face walking out of a door. You see Garthok, the Lord Phineas Wintermere's right hand uh, and his uh, enforcer of all things political. Mm. You see him walking out, and he gets like right up to where your face is as he's walking forward, and he stops. And as he stops, he looks back, and you can see there are two more guards that are walking out here. And um, there is um, a priest who they are pulling from the actual room themselves here. And you hear Garthak kind of like talking, goes, Ugh, some people just don't understand the way the world works. It's unfortunate. The guards are kind of like, struggling with this person as they're pulling him out onto the thing and he's an older individual he's he's like he's like i can't believe you would do this inside uh, this inside a temple like this is uh, and uh he goes father please i've already spilt enough blood tonight here and i have more stops to make do not make me do anything else that i will regret um he gives a little bit of a, a nod to one of the guards and guard pulls out one of all the guards have carried like clubs and they've carried swords on their belts. You guys have seen this quite a bit here. He pulls out a club and he just cracks the uh, old man across um, the head and he kind of like falls over to the side and he goes, he goes, ah, do I, do I think, uh, I don't think that I need to uh, again go over this, but uh, Lord Phineas really does appreciate what you do here, and uh, your consideration in this difficult matter will not be forgotten. Are we clear? And again, the the old man is just like kind of like you can see you can see some blood coming off like the corner of his eye. He goes, he, he kind of snaps his finger. Father, Father Delce, Father. He kind of snaps his finger. Says, uh, uh. He goes, Are we clear? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, we are clear. We are. We are clear. He goes, good, good. He looks at his two men, get rid of the bodies, and then uh, meet me down, you know what? And he kind of turns and he starts to head out there. Is there anything you want to do before he leaves? Because he, he starts to walk past you. No, I'll let him go. Okay. He walks past. And as he walks past, there is a woman coming out at that door. The same woman that you saw with him when they tried to burn down the uh, um, the actual tavern that the group was stuck in prior. She comes out and you can see her. She has a long uh, rapier-like weapon and she's just kind of like gently takes uh, a cloth and is just pulling this stuff off there. And she goes, oh, messy business. And she, she sheaths it. And she starts to walk in your direction as well. She walks past the two guards and the father. And as she does, she kind of gives him a little kick in the ribs. He's, oh, God. And she goes, um, she goes, make sure that this is cleaned up and tight. And she continues to walk out. She walks past you following Garthok down uh, to the back area of the uh, actual uh, temple. 
Anything you want to do? Nope. Okay. <clears throat> the two guards remain, and they go, all right, old man, go to your room here. We'll clean this up here for you. You have a big service tomorrow. And he's like, uh, uh, and he's like trying to crawl away. They go into the back room where the woman just came out, and you are left alone in the hallway where the old man is just kind of like trying to pull himself up to his feet at the moment. I will follow them to the room. Okay. Um, you follow them to the room and the door is about to close behind them. Are you trying to get in with them? Yep. Okay. You slide into the room with them here. With what you rolled on yourself, I'm not going to make you roll again. I think the 28 will encompass enough of this here, uh, moving through this particular scene. You slide inside and as you slide inside, you see, not that Ophidia never really gets emotionally distraught to a large level, but um, inside you can see there is uh, um, several, several, um, uh, I, I want to say cork boards, but they're like uh, cork, boards with like photos with uh, notes. You've seen this before. Like this is what, board. yeah, yeah. What Annette has done when she's kind of pieced things together. You see these boards all up and around, and you see that there is a young-looking female person who's, like, hunched over the desk with blood kind of pooling out over the actual desk itself. And the two guards are walking in, and you can see them. One of them's pulling out of his pack. It looks to be, like, a bag of some kind that they're unraveling. What would you like to do? Hmm. How is there like uh, if you need a minute yeah. to think about it, we can go to we can go to the other group if you need a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Good, I'll do that. Okay. If you I'm need a minute, I have a very important question. Yeah, look at some things. Does Ophidian wear shoes? Does he walk? Yeah, Ophidian has legs and feet. He, he, he slithers. He's a sneaker. <laughs> That's there what I is. thought. Because like the purebred Yontes have like the you know like they. No, the 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 purebloods are human. Purebloods are, are completely humanoid. Ah, it's shoot. The, yeah, the abominations are the ones with the snake yep. features. This yep. whole time. <laughs> this whole time. You thought we were just chilling in town with a half snake. I yes, don't know. This I is, we're very accepting. This is our cat. This is our Naga. This is our <laughs> metal this is our robot. Yeah. This is our got, demon. Yeah, the only, the only thing I have is like my eyes kind of look, but I hide everything, you know, so you know, with makeup and stuff. So I don't, I, I look almost exactly human, but I, I can't Listen, tell if I'm male or female, though. We've got a big ass <laughs> robot, a cat boy, and a fairy. <laughs> I didn't think it was too far off to also have a Naga. I'm sorry. <laughs> this group is on the poster for the Island of Misfit Toys. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. For sure. There we go. Okay. Okay. Um, the rest of you, um, we're going to speed up time for you guys a little bit here. And you guys are just waking up after your rests here. Um, Ophidian is not there. Uh, I don't know. Did Ophidian, did you tell them that you were leaving that night? Yep. Okay, so yeah, you were aware that Ophidian had business to attend to at the Guild Hall. Um, but you guys now also have um, a address for guards and where you can potentially go to soil them in that general direction. So is there anything that you guys wanted to do in the morning, or are you guys doing something else? I love the idea that we know where guards are so we can potentially soil them. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> we're yeah. at that point. 
you give me the address of the actual uh, shop where they would go and uh, get their uniforms done anyway. So we could probably go straight there and see if they already have uniforms and try to convince them that we're here to pick up the shipment. <clears throat> Aren't you guys hot now? Dangerous playlist. Why are you picking up our shipment? Uh, well, what would you do? Um, do you just want to try to make them or do the whole soil guards uniforms and then go and steal them? Uh, ideally, we just don't mess with the guards. Really, all we need is one uniform for you, one for <laughs> Rolex, and one for Ophidian, correct? Yes. Okay, three... We <laughs> might be able to get away. Oh, magic bottle, sorry. Joe, Joe has an automatic alcohol dispenser that is brought in here. It's high tech. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of money. It's Dog you has learned. It's a robot with a prosthetic arm. <laughs> yeah. um, we might be able to get away with uh, convincing them that we're new. Uh, if we go on the angle that we're picking up a shipment of uniforms. The timing may be off. They may need some sort of certifications, paperwork, invoice, history, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So it, it can get a bit messy. Uh, if it's... Do I... Does... Do I know the hiring practices of the Winter's Mere Guards? Really, what I'm asking here is, would it be out of place for them to have a tabaxi on their workforce? Uh, make a uh, make a history check, or another. What what kind of check do you think it would be to recall knowledge on hiring practices for the Wintermere Guards? I will absolutely take a history check. Okay, history it is. Uh, Twenty seven. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So um, you know that um, the Wintermere uh, Guard, they take any capable soldier. Typically, it is a lot of humans. It is a lot of elves and, and you know, uh, the typical kind of um, um, races that you see populating this, you know, the, the world. But again, there are a handful of tabaxi. There is a handful of creatures that are more unique, uh, that are not as popular. But yeah, as long as they can prove themselves and pass through any kind of physical um, you know, tests that are, they will take whoever they, whoever is qualified. Okay. Uh, I may be able to silver tongue my way into getting you a uniform less. Hmm. But the other two would be a bit more difficult. Yeah, you've never seen a fairy guard before. Yeah, because like, I think I can pass less off as like, uh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm here with uh, one of one of our new guards, he needs to get uh, his uniform retailored. Uh, some of the the uniform he was given is too restrictive because, I mean, look at him. He's a cat. Well, uh, Alex and Ami already have a way in as gardeners, so I think they can already slip in. We just we, need a rendezvous point. We may not have that option again. I don't know if you want to try the whole uh, Chewbacca as a prisoner thing. You could put cuffs on me and as guards try to lead me somewhere. Uh, we may that wasn't the most well-lit room and they were in the back the whole time so i don't think that they were really noticed well except for rolex being like 80 feet tall that one <laughs> that one time listen like 14 <laughs> Fourteen thousand feet tall okay i the think all the guards that were there were dead <laughs> the biggest issue is the timing they know that Amelette. uh Strange individuals 
onto the property. Shortly afterwards, everything underground goes down, and now they're on high alert. They're going to be looking for Ame specifically. I, I, I think it's fairly safe to say that they would have made that connection. Uh, Ami Rolex, works for them, though. But Ami worked for them and said that she was just training up a, another gardener for help because she needed it. Right, but we also have to consider the fact that earlier in the day, or I think the day before, uh, that same robot was seen prowling around the property. And then Ame brings it in the next day. Within eight hours, uh, operations underground are disrupted. And then uh, while we did kill the guards... Phineas and Antiva did get out. But Hollow Notes were also strange people who came to the premises as well immediately before stuff started going down and then disappeared and didn't even play their show. This is true, but Ophidian and uh, Hall and Oates were completely disposable <laughs> disguises. It it would just be on us to remember not to use those personas. <laughs> we could just blame it on the performers, though. I go with that. Okay, Don't yeah. blame it on the gardeners. Blame it on the performers. Yeah. We could try to spin that. They're way more. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out an angle that can you guys just it. get back in the disguises and do some some shady things in front of people mm -hmm. and then get away and use yourselves. The news headline: Holland Holland Oats soil guard uniforms. <laughs> I can't go for that. <laughs> ah, bravo! <laughs> You'll never plan a party in this town again. <laughs> it's. This is going to be a rough one to pull off. That's what she said. Yeah, if I, I had waiting for it. <laughs> if I had extra time, I could attempt to forge the documents. I'm not too good at it. I am, but I'm not there. <laughs> well, maybe that plan won't work then, especially with them on high alert. Um... I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying <laughs> it's going to be difficult to pull up. The the biggest issue is getting the uniforms. I fully believe we have the skill to pass ourselves off as guards and get into places we're not supposed to. I, it's just this first hurdle. Hmm. If, if you do have other ideas though, please voice them. I'm head empty. No thoughts. Do you think I'm we have probably, a way to, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If we could pull off gardeners and a party planning committee, that there really mm -hmm. isn't anything we can't do at this point. Yeah. That's pretty valid, actually. It's just getting the setup. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, we could look to see if we could get stuff tailored instead. That would be a lot easier to do. So, And then if you can just do your best work of forging, take your time, and we can uh, regroup. I can go and look to get the uniforms done if you can work on that. If you can make yourself look like me, can't you make yourself look like one of the guards and just like... Oh, yes. I I don't need the uniform. I, but you can need... find out where they are and possibly take an extra one with you because something's wrong with yours. That's true. I hadn't considered that. While you go do that, um, and I just wait outside, I guess. Uh, Ami can go to the gate and see if there's any hostility and immediately fly back if they seem, you know, perturbed, uh, angry, and know that it's her that attacked the other night. Then if she can get in and she can convince that Rolex was a similar model to what attacked, uh, 
and get him in still not the same robot then uh we can get them inside and meet up with them if we get the uniforms okay yeah i think we can do that and also considering i have all kinds of little tinkering abilities and things like the statistics or, or the mechanics of um the the body armor that rolex wears takes like an hour to get in and out of i assume there could be some modifications done there to look slightly different right and maybe not he's not really adept at disguise but he could make himself look physically different by putting a piece of armor in a different spot or whatever it may take so <gasps> I can decorate you with flowers. Yes. Les, Les is going to dig in through the lost and found until he finds it like a gardener's hat and then throws it on Rolex's head. <laughs> Excellent. It's chapeau time. <laughs> Completely different bot now. <laughs> oh, put this piece of straw in your mouth. I just, I just wear a sign that says, I'm not the same robot. <laughs> <laughs> I was never here. Yes. <laughs> Mm. Okay, so what are you guys wanting to do before we go back over to a fitting and find out how he wants to handle the situation that he is in currently? Uh, sounds like Ray's is in Rolex, or sorry, Ray's and Les are going to try to go get the uniform by uh, Ray's disguising himself and saying he needs an extra uniform while Ami and Rolex see if they can still get into the facility and do their uh, gardening without. Well, first, Ami, because she can bail faster and be a smaller target. Uh, and then just say uh, that she's going to come back with her help or whatever. So. Okay, so that's what the group was wanting to do? Yeah. Okay, so Les and Reyes will be heading down to get uniforms, and then Rolex and Ami will be heading up to check out the, the, um, the Wintermere Estate and see what's going on up there. Yes? Yes. How are you guys wanting to travel? Walking to the Wintermere State is going to take a very long time, uh, especially because you have to cross the river to get over to it. Yeah. Um, you guys can travel via um, uh, a carriage, cart. Uh, you can, you're going to have to, again, take a river crossing uh, ferry to get across to that side of the town again, um, which is going to cost coin. So it's up to you guys on how you want to get there and how much time you want to spend traveling. Did you say we have to get a ferry? If you yes. wanted to get back into high A time. different kind of ferry, though. <laughs> well, a fairy fairy one that we could ride if you can trick yeah. us down to about flea size Ami can carry us across hmm. I may only be able to about... reincarnate you as a flea <laughs> maybe it'll take eight days <laughs> so how do you guys want to travel we'll start with lesson lesson rays um it's it's only about a three hour walk to the place uh to the azorius uh armors that you needed to go to or you guys can get a carriage or a, a mechanical transport which will cut the time down considerably but it's going to cost coin though since the, uh since ami and rolex have to get somewhere anyways uh raise wouldn't be pressured for time okay okay and then um uh rolex ami how are you guys wanting to travel there the, the wasn't there a train that went there that we took before yes but that train was on it was down in the district so there's no train in this particular part of the town well, that's a, well. I guess however long it takes to get to transportation that gets us there. Well, again, um, the fastest way would be mechanical carriage. That would be about fifteen gold for you guys to get to the ferry, and then the ferry across is about another ten gold pieces uh, to get to High Town. But it'll take you more than half the day. I suggest inside it, not on top. Now, now Rolex has definitely learned that um, gold is what makes things happen. So he'd be more than happy to spend that. And right now he's still got 82 gold. So can definitely. Okay. Do that. 
Okay, you guys make your way and you guys start traveling down towards Hightown again. Uh, Raze and Les. Raze, I need you to make me a uh, a regular um, stealth check uh, as you're making your way, walking through an area of town that your rival gangs are in. Okay. Eight. It's a little hard to be inconspicuous. Yep. Yeah. Being um, a tiefling. <laughs> being, a, being a tiefling, this isn't my side of town. I've got yep. a cat person. Ugh. Yep. I'm rocks out of the tracks. Yep. You guys start making your way uh, in the early morning uh, part of this town here. You can see several of the shops opening up. You can see the mechanical carriages moving in and out. You see Rolex shilling out some coin to a driver of one of them and him and Ami getting inside and being carted off in one direction. As you're making your way through here, uh, Ray's, you turn down one street that's a little bit quieter as it's one of the side streets that heads down towards where you need to go. And as you start heading down that way, uh, with an eight... You're just kind of, you know, head down trying to get your thing done here. Les, Graze, make me a, make me a perception you, check real quick to see if you notice anything. Graze, why do you keep walking to either side of me back and forth? It's kind of unnerving. A 24. <laughs> Beautiful. So, Les, as you are... As you're uh, making your way with, with uh, Ray's heading down towards you need to go here... You see that the street starts getting a little bit quieter and quieter. And as you're passing by different shops and different buildings, you see that there are groups of individuals who are down each of those alleyways that are just kind of watching you. And then as you make your way past, you can see a couple of them stepping out and kind of trailing behind you, keeping their distance, but at the same time uh, following. There's about four of them right now behind you. Les is going to start dragging the blade of his sword against the uh, ground as he walks on the metal or on the uh, stone or whatever that we're walking on. Just kind of making a little, yeah, try something. Yep. As you're doing that and you're dragging your sword and you pull it out and you start to drag it along you. Les, with your perception, you kind of look back. You can see the four of them who are walking behind there, like look and see you draw your blade. They give a little bit of a nod. And you hear a loud whistle. And as that happens, Ray's, you recognize that kind of whistle, and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Out of the alleyways in front of you, you can see there are about four other individuals coming out, and again, another two more coming from some of the buildings. You're now kind of surrounded. And walking out, you can see almost in like a, like an, they're almost like an uh, what would you say the Drake's Bane? What do they look like as far as their motif? Um, I <laughs> I always imagine uh, Drake's Bane as the uh, how 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 would how would you describe it? Like the mid nineteen hundreds kind of no, like I want to say like nineteen twenties nineteen thirties kind of gangsters. Yeah, like like gangsters, not not like hoodlums, not yeah. not. Wearing like, like suits, suits like, like, like yeah. they they make an effort to look nice, yeah. But it is very obvious just how how they carry themselves, how they like walk, almost in almost in formation. Like it's clear that they're together, and you don't want to be messing with them. Yeah, the they all start to come out, and then in walking out, um, in front of them, you see somebody that you have had, you know, you know of. This person is uh, Kalen. 
and he walks out. He's got a a almost a, um a, a, one of the cool like kind of mobster hats, like a fedora on, and he walks out. He's got a half elf individual, uh, so sh short ears, but they come to a point still. And as he walks out, he's got like a, a pipe in his mouth, and he's kind of like smoking just slightly. And he walks out, and he goes, "Less likely uh, to do all the talking." He goes, uh, look who it is here, boys. Looks like uh, one of these uh, fifth form guys just doesn't know their side of the tracks. How you doing there? They call you Tower, right? I think I've heard your name get thrown around just a bit. What you doing on our side of the the streets here? Les is just going to stand at attention and then mumble, friend of yours. He, look, he looks and he goes, he goes you might, might want to tell your uh, your cat friend there to, to watch what he's doing with his blade there. I don't take I, too kindly to somebody carving up my streets. Oh, uh, you know how it is with felines, Kalen. You start looking at them wrong and they get all jumpy. This one here <laughs> won't do anything if nothing happens. It looks Just trying to get home here. He goes, trying to get home walking through my part of town here. And again, uh, word around the street is that uh, you guys might be looking to make a push into some of our, our territory now that things are getting a little bit, uh, you know, Hoopty out in the world. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you, Tower? Of course I don't, Kalen. As far as I know, it's not your territory that we're trying to make a push into. We're trying to take back some stuff that we lost a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you guys keep losing territory left and right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. You seem like a smart guy. Why don't you uh, ever think about uh, coming to work and making some real coin and stuff, huh? Mm. No can do. It's not coin that I'm after. Right. So that leads me to the question here. What are you after? <laughs> it's not likely to be over here in this side of town. I hear your what? big boss guys are in this side of town as well. What do you know? Be a friend, huh? I know that they're here. That's all I've been told. You know how it goes. You never tell the underlings anything important. Ah, the way I hear it, uh, you making your you're making waves in the ranks here. So I mean, come on. Walking through my town, not really paying any kind of respects to us, not giving me any kind of information. You're making it really difficult for me here, Tower. And as he says this here, you can see less with your your immaculate perception check. You see several of them like kind of opening up their jackets. You can see underneath they're wearing what looks to be like leather armors and stuff like that underneath. And you can see someone like pulling out like daggers, stiletto knives, things like that, chains as they are arming themselves. Less is going to start stretching. Oh, crack his neck. <clears throat> right, keep your bristles down there, boy. A couple of these. <laughs> <clears throat> you just say the word. The, the word. word I'm be saying is run. Ah! He's going. So I mean, uh, Tao. I mean, come on. Let's 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 just be friends. Let's be civil with each other. All right. That's all I want here. I just want to know. Uh, just want to know what you know. Just want to know what uh, what you're down here for. All right. Little bird comes flying through your coop. No need to cause trouble with it. Just listen to the song. <laughs> yes, here's, here's what I thing. know. Oh, go ahead. Something went down at the uh, Wintermere Estate. A bit underground, literally. 
not entirely sure what it is. I just came out for a breath of fresh air myself. But I have heard some of the stuff that's been going on since. Not a whole lot, mind you. Like I said, I just popped out. But I do know power outages, guards up in a tizzy. It's something about oating a hull. Not sure what that is. Make me a persuasion check, please, and let's see if you can convince them that's what you know. All right. Fun. With a plus six, that's a 23. <laughs> 23. All right. With a 23, he goes, he goes, now you see, that wasn't too hard, right? That wasn't too hard. That I see we could be friends, right? We can be business partners. I think you and I both know we're a bit too far gone to be real friends. Oh, oh, tell him now. Come on now. Just because of uh, what happened we were up and coming and, you know, I might have stolen a few scores off you, made you look a little stupid and silly. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's just all water under the bridge at this point right now. I mean, look at you. You're a big tower now, right? I remember when you were a little bitty tower. Oh. Yeah, those were the days, weren't they? But look, that's what I've got. I'm trying to get where I need to go. Figure out what I need to figure out. Get out of your hair. All right, all right, all right. My last question for you is, where are you going? This ain't the way to uh, to your district here, my friend. Uh, <laughs> looks like you're heading to the Guild Hall area. Um, at this point, I'm going to turn out my pockets. I need bus fare. He goes, he goes, so you're heading to the Guild Hall area to get bus fare. Yeah, that train back to District 15's hell of expensive. Yeah, from this side of town, and you know how it goes: calling a few favors, pick up around the house, make a deception check. I mean, it's not entirely wrong. Um, or a persuasion check. It's up to y'all. Uh, oh, Twenty-six is I think twenty-six <laughs> deception. <laughs> this guy's just gonna believe anything you tell him. Yeah. I was, <laughs> He goes, he goes, oh, you see now here again, Tawa, I tell you, I, I do feel bad that you're struggling here financially. Um, I get that. I get that. But um, I'm willing to let you go here, but I'm going to need some sort of, uh, you, know, you know, compensation, something for you coming through and trespassing when you're not supposed to be here. I mean, I need a little something. Mm -hmm. What do I actually have here? here? <laughs> right? <laughs> um ooh. Oh, god damn it. Okay. I I'm, I know what to give this guy. Because it's not just coin that guys like this need. What they need is a message. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm gonna take my walking stick, unsheath the eclo inside, flourish it, resheath it. Got this three days ago from a guy in Hightown. Solid craftsmanship. He looks over, he he picks it up and he looks at it, he unsheaths it and he goes. Looks around his a couple of the guys are around him looking at it and go, he goes, This is some this is some good craftsmanship right here, my friend. Uh, and you up in Hightown just recently too. I mean, this is this is good stuff. He goes, All right, all right. I think uh I think this will do just fine. Just fine here. Boys, you hear that? Uh, our front tower here is free to walk about our territory, all right? 
Just on business, right? Yeah, as long as he doesn't do anything stupid. You know, if he does something stupid, then you know what we have to do. We have to do what you have to do if you do something stupid, Tal. Yeah. You know that. You know how that's, that's just what. how it goes. Let's all she this sort at this time. Yeah, there you go. Your kitty cat friend over there made the right choice. All right, Tal. Um, listen. Again, my office stands. You seem like you're a stand-up guy. It seems like you're on some hard times here. If you need uh want to come work for the Drake's Bane, uh, you know where to find me. I'll take it under consideration. As he says this here, he kind of like uh, snaps his fingers a couple times and his men kind of step aside and they let you continue on your path. Yeah, and Ray's just going to keep her going, acting like nothing just happened. Wes, do you follow? Yeah, he'll continue to pace one step ahead of Ray's. Okay. You guys make your way out of uh, of uh, this particular part of the city. Is there anything that you guys would like to discuss before we go over to Ophidian? <laughs> what kind of friends do you have? Those weren't friends. Uh, I could tell. Uh, apparently you were once close, though. Um, you ever have maybe growing up like a bully? Oh, just plenty. as the years go by, have you met me? I have plenty of bullies. As the years go by, <laughs> you, you keep in touch, but you never really play nice. All right, think that, but now you're dealing in gold, blood, and favors. I understand. Uh, you're arrested people somewhat like this scum the, uh, back in the day. It's uh, it's a bit of a complicated relationship. I'm just glad that it ended that quick. That's that guy can go say. on. It could have ended faster. Oh, it could have ended a lot faster with us bleeding on the pavement. You forget who you're dealing with. It took a boulder to take me down. <laughs> Those weren't boulders. You forget who you're dealing with. I know more than just boulders. <laughs> Let's get going. Let's go. All right. Um, Ophidian. You're in a room with two guards. They're bringing out what looks to be like a, a trash bag or a large sack to load this body into. What do you want to do? I can't hear you, Ophidian. Ophidian is that stealthy. Ophidian just went completely cast invisibility yeah. and silence. And silence yeah. uh, so there, there's a bunch of pictures on the wall, right? Yeah, it's it's you, you recognize this is what kind of Annette does. She kind of boards out connections and, and things like that, things that she's been tracking down and stuff um, uh, throughout uh, her investigation and stuff. So it looks like that, yeah. And I'm assuming any pictures I've sent her are on this wall right now? Um, as you look around and you see, yeah, you can see there's a couple of them on there. You can see there's a couple of like, what looks to be like pins where there were some pictures that look like they have been torn slightly and like there's only like a little bit of remnants on them but you do see there are a couple of things that looks like it's from you hmm. this is the first time you're seeing them actually like coming out in print so right you're not you know you, you you think like i remember that kind of angle that might be one of mine right but you said it looks like some have been taken already yeah well you know that garthok and his 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 number two were in there Right. With this person. Does she immediately get them when he takes a picture of anything? Or no, he... no, no. He, he sent things during the, 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 the breaks and stuff like that. Okay. When, I, yeah. I just wasn't sure if like there's one of just less dead there with a the boulder on him or <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I took a picture of that. You said um, you did. You said you made sure I was in that picture. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Um 
so with the imposter skill, obviously it says you have to have three hours to uh, how much? How, I guess it's really just to get the advantage, right? Um, how much time? And probably not enough, I'm assuming, uh, for Scythia and Tiva for me to impersonate Scythia and Tiva. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming these guards are not around that person enough where what might not matter, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would say that you, for Scythia, you probably wouldn't have enough time to have done that yet for somebody, somebody else, like some of the other family members of the Wintermere family, since you have in the past partied with the upper class. And uh, maybe even Garthok, you'd probably be able to have better chance with those than you would with Scythia and Tiva. Hmm. I guess it's just to get the advantage on the roll, right? Though, I, yeah. You know. But I mean, what, what are you wanting to do here? Because you might still get advantage, anyways. Um, I, I basically just want to do disguise self as Scythia and tell them, just like change of plans, leave, leave this place. Okay. 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 I mean, you can always, you can always. Yeah, try. I'm gonna do. Yeah, I can still roll good with. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming, <laughs> right, with my reliable talent, I I can still pull off a decent deception. It just, you know, I really want to make sure I don't completely, you know, take a dump yeah. on it. Yeah. So yeah, that's my plan. I will do disguise self and uh, okay. Wh whether so, they're busy doing stuff, I'm like, stop what you're doing and leave this place right now. How tall is Ophidian? Uh, not super tall. I want to say is like, I didn't make him crazy. Ophidian tall. would know that Scythia is super tall and gangly looking, and disguise self only allows you to make yourself about a foot taller than. Well, that would that would put me at six eleven then. You know, you'd still be. It'd still be about a foot and a half short of what Sifia is from what you've seen because yeah. Sifia was really tall and lanky. I mean, how, how big are these guards? Are they, you know, they're, they're average size. They, they right, look I'm, I'm just going to go for it, you know, just because okay. she's right. frightful enough looking that maybe yeah, we're like, yeah, we'll just get out of here, you know. Okay. Okay. So do you just emerge from the shadows as Sifia? Yes, yes, basically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, as you. You're invisible right now. You you drop your invisibility and you quickly cast disguise self and you take the form of this this large, pale blue, uh, um, long kind of face with a uh, um, uh, jagged kind of teeth and long lanky arms and things. Uh, what do you say to them as they are not they're not looking at you? They're they're you're because you came in through the through the door and you were back in that area as they were right. going over towards the desk. What do you say? To them because they, they haven't noticed you yet they have with your stealth roll they haven't even noticed you drop stealth yet and change right uh i will say leave this place while you're still able to do so okay okay as you say this and they turn they look at and they see you looking like sifiantiva like uh like uh, still you're the room is is fairly tall it's about eight foot, nine foot uh, ceiling. But again, the door is not that big. Uh, you definitely look like you had to squish down through the door. Go ahead and make me a uh, deception or intimidation check. Um, go ahead and do it with advantage, please. All right, deception. <laughs> did you do same. it twice or not? I did it twice. I think it was the same roll though, each time. 24 both times, yeah. That's weird. 24 yeah, both yeah. times. 24 was that all right so as they turn they go oh they, they they kind of like stop looking at you and they go and they look at each other and go why 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 the hell is it here i don't know um they, they they're they're averting their gaze as they're like um uh, lord garthok told us to uh 
Um, you know what? You're right. We should go. We should. We should go. And they're like, yeah, we should. We should go. And, but you're you're in front of you're in front of the door though right now. So they're just kind of standing there, like not looking at you. I pretend to ignore them like they don't exist and walk right over to uh, Annette's body. Yeah, as you hear, they kind of skirt around you, they, and they just, you hear this door <laughs> close, and you hear them like stumbling uh, over each other to get yeah. out. Yeah, you All hear right, them. I'll, I'll, I'll make a quick, uh, you know, you it's, first. It's, I'm assuming she's completely dead now. There's like, you know, no chance of so, trying to do anything. As you reach down, and I mean, how do you try? She's like face down, like blood on the desk here. Yeah, I'm trying to lift her head up. Yeah, you know. Okay. As you lift her head up, you see that it, it, it does look like a net. Um, but as you pull her face and you look at her, make me a investigation check on her real quick. Okay. 20. 20. You, you're, you're at first, you're a little bit kind of disheartened because again, you're like, that sucks. But as you look again, you see that her eyes, as they're like kind of, they were open, you see one of them start to kind of like glimmer slightly um what does that mean to me am i i mean is it something like is it her or like so like a magical device you know something is wrong you're not sure at this point here but something is not right with this body <laughs> of a net can i use uh, medical skills to try to figure out anything up or or sure or to, yeah, okay. Let's see if this, this is a horrible Go ahead. problem. Yeah, that's not gonna work for me. You just, you kind of like Look put up. her head down, and you like you like try to find the pulse, but you like you just press on her like face, and you're like not feeling anything. <laughs> that sure is skin. Does that look? Does yeah? Does that look like anything? What do you mean glimmer in her eye? What does that mean? The pulse is from the nose, right? Yeah. I think I felt my pulse in my eye once. Let's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You feel like you're not pushing hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Um you definitely feel like it's it, something is not you've 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 stabbed enough bodies. You've seen enough dead bodies. Something does not feel right, but with what you rolled, you just you just can't put your finger on it as far as what it is. I'll use my sending stone to send a message to Annette and I'll see if there's anything here that goes off or, you know, sure. check your stuff. Yeah, as you as you talk into the sending stone here, uh, you hear your voice coming from her, like, uh, her, like, jacket pocket. Okay. So it's definitely her. You Can I cast... Uh, I, I still have one more curly wounds left. Can I cast it on her and see if it does anything sure yeah as you cast cure wounds on her um uh you uh you see the 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 rapier piercing in her chest you see it's seal up and blood stop coming out of it here yeah. but she still seems unresponsive i can fix that yeah i'm, I'm is there so they left whatever bag they were going to put her in here, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to put her in that bag and take whatever pictures and get the hell out of there as fast and quietly as possible. Okay, okay, yeah, you can definitely do that here as you start to like kind of. Oh, man, I don't want to be. I'll have to go back and I'll have to turn off this guy's self. I don't want to look like Scythia walking around, but 
Well, maybe I do. What are yes, you doing? No, I will. You? I will. Yes. <clears throat> Mushrooms. Right. Being it. So, are you just stuffing her body in there, or are you like gently putting? Her yeah, body? no, I'll put it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> okay, be nice I, I, I didn't. I didn't know if you were just like, hey, here we go, just get in there. <laughs> get it. Just like kicking it inside there, like there we go. All right, blade first in the <laughs> bag's just a little too small. All right, um, yeah, you you can you have your time in there. So again, I'm not going to make you roll for getting things. You can take whatever you want. You can take all the photos. You can take oh, all yeah. the stuff. Oh yeah, taking everything. You can, you can clean. You can clean out the stuff. You even see that there is uh, her her bag there, which has about a hundred gold coins inside of it, right there, along with a couple other gems and things. Uh, you can take that with you as well. Of course, I will. Like five there more cameras. Go. Uh, yep, absolutely. Um, you you take everything and you package all up. It takes you probably because you were gentle gentle with her body and because you did take your time looking through the stuff and picking out what you wanted. It takes you maybe about 20 minutes to clean out the office. But again, you don't hear anyone coming back. You don't hear any footsteps coming towards the door. You you successfully scared the shit out of those guards and they're not coming back here. Cool. Um, so you feel comfortable enough to take everything down. Um, okay, we're going to go over to... Ami and Rolex, you guys, it takes you the better part of the day, but you get over towards evening time back to Hightown. And outside of the, are you guys heading straight towards the uh, Wintermere estate? Um, I, I guess from my perspective, from Rolex's perspective, uh, he's just kind of waiting for the next step. The understanding was there were going to be guards. You know, our party was going to show up as guards and we were going to pretend to be gardeners. And I don't, aside from being gardeners, uh, and we could go in and take care of some plants, I don't know really, from Rolex's perspective, I don't know really what he was expected to do. So he'd, he'd kind of just want to wait around for other people to show up. Well, All so right. part of the plans, from what I remember from almost a month ago, was that um, they were still going to go in and like do work both to keep up their appearances of like why they're there on and off, but also because Ami can speak with plants to see if, because this is the actual estate, if there's been any kind of like information that they've overheard or just anything in general that might help them while we're waiting for the rest of the party. And Rolex okay. would definitely tag along for that. Okay. So Ami, uh, you make your way towards the uh, Wintermere estate. You pass by um, uh, all of the shops, the high-end, fancy places on your way into Hightown. And as the sun starts to crest down the hills and past the, uh, past the ocean, um, you see the large walls of the Wintermere estate. There are a lot of guards outside, more than you have ever seen, Ami, before. And there are people outside as well. Several looks to be protesters and demonstrators. Um, uh, looks to be guards are kind of like pushing them back and, and telling them to, you know, get off of their, off their property and things. Get like off that. my lawn. Are they holding like signs at yes. all? What do they yes. say? The signs are about um, the power situation in the towns. Uh, mm. There is people who have been without their basic needs being met and they are not happy about that especially the ones in high time there are several people who are well dressed and as you guys look around some of the larger manners you can see are dark right now which is odd for this time of the evening so it seems like the power issue is getting to be much worse and people are voicing their concerns to uh the uh current lord of the uh of the kingdom okay what do you guys want to do? 
It's a good way to end up fuel for the next uh, brain. As long as the signs aren't protesting plants or gardeners, I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst we'll get is, how could you work for those people? To which I say, um, I'm poor and homeless. And I love plants. And I love plants. The plants don't care where they grow, right? Yeah. So are you guys making your way up to the door or the yeah. gate? All right. As it takes you guys a little bit of time and a little bit of jostling. Ami, you have to kind of flutter over the actual people's heads uh, to get there. But Rolex is big enough that he can just kind of. Excuse me. People, yeah, yeah. People kind of give way uh, as Rolex kind of like brushes past them. Um, as you get closer, there are about five guards out in front of the gate here. And four of them are out there kind of like keeping people back. And one of them goes, hold, hold on there. I'm sorry. Uh, you all need to uh, leave the premise immediately. Ami will kind of look around. Is this is this one of the guards that would like recognize her, or is like he knew, or um, make a uh, make a, a perception check? Let's see if you know any of the of the five guards that are there. You said perception. Yes. Ooh, that's a twenty on the die. A twenty-four. Ooh, nice. Nice. All right. All right. With that here, yes, you recognize um, out of the four, four of them are new. And again, that's because there's more guards here. So they probably called guards in who don't usually operate here to... So she recognizes one of them? Yeah, you recognize one of them. You recognize uh, Suli. Uh, she is over off to the side and she can see her. She's got a pole arm and she's kind of like, you know, holding it sideways and like go, all right, enough. We've heard your stuff. You're complaining to the wrong people here. And she's kind of like pushing some. <laughs> I don't get paid for this. Yeah. You can see her kind of pushing some people backwards and stuff like that. You recognize her. The other, the other guard you're talking to right now doesn't know you. She kind of tries to like show herself, like introduce herself and like stutter a little bit. She goes, Suli, Suli knows me. You know, I would try and call for her, but I don't think I can get that loud, you know, kind of gesturing to her size and like how much projection she gets. But go, go ask Sully who I am. I assure you, I'll wait here. Make me a persuasion check. Let's see if you can convince this guard who's been dealing with angry protesters all day to do you a favor and ask if somebody knows you. He goes, he goes, that's right. Yeah, you know everybody. I'm sure you know Lord Phineas Windermere. Get get back. He starts, he like, he like puts his hand up to your face and starts pushing you backwards. Um, uh, with an 11, unfortunately, that's not enough here. Rolex, is there anything that you would like to do? As you see Ami getting palmed in the face by this guard and getting pushed backwards. Are there any uh, plants external to the manor's wall? Yeah, there are a few. There are a few shrubs and things like that and some... And some roses and things around the side, rose bushes. So Rolex would tell Ami, you know, perhaps we can get their confidence by tending to the bushes outside. Normally, I think that would be a good idea, but it seems they're rather annoyed with this behavior that they've dealt with all day. Um, and she'll kind of turn and like dust herself off and say, Sir, I understand that you've been dealing with, and she'll kind of gesture to the crowd, this all day. But I assure you, I mean no harm. And even if I did, I don't know what you think I could do. But realistically speaking, I can, in fact, literally go over your head and go talk to Suli over there, who knows who I am, since I have been working here for the Wintermeres for several years now. I am the reason that all of the foliage here looks as good as it does, because I come in and love them and tend to them 
every single day. I have hired my new assistant here because as you can tell, I have no gear on me because I was recently robbed. I love so it. If you will, I would like to please speak with Suli so that I can do my job and make myself some money to return that was that which was lost to me. And, and I believe Rolex is still wearing the farmer hat and the piece of straw out of his mouth. So mm -hmm. he's looking that part as an assistant. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Roll me. You can roll me uh, another persuasion check or even an intimidation check with advantage because of that powerful speech. Um, I don't know how intimidating I can be. You said with advantage though? Still with advantage, yes. So, yeah. They're both the same, so it's really just how sassy she wants to be, I guess. <laughs> I think the flying over your head comment means more intimidation than persuasion. Got it. I go with that. The same. Oh my god, you rolled three eleven. No! Oh, oh my gosh. I think roll twenty might be broken there. <laughs> let, let me roll one. Hold on, let me start. Let me restart. Let me restart D twenty. Oh, oh, so wow. I got a 16, so I'll take that. Because oh, man. Yeah, let yeah, him go. chime in and be more intimidating than I am being bigger. All right. Move. <laughs> with, with, with Rolex's help on his persuasion check as well and your intimidation check, you can see the guard. He looks and he goes, he looks you up and down. He goes, oh, God. Um, he goes, Sule, Sule. And she goes, what? And she looks over and she goes, she looks at you and she goes, Ami, is that you? And she'll kind of, just the way she always says, hi, Sully. She goes, uh, they're fine. They're here for the garden. He goes, I'm sorry about that, miss, here. Uh, please, you may enter. And as the gates open up and they step aside from you, I think that is where we will wrap for the evening. You don't know how hard it is for Rolex not to hand the guy two gold and say we were never here. <laughs> but he's a farmer now and i don't know if farmers do that so. that's true that's true that's yeah. true but, oh, all right dust yourself out the next time you think about palming someone in the face <laughs> i right. will speak Go. to your manager that's almost knocked somebody out too today oh you're gonna gosh. go you're gonna go all karen on that guard <laughs> well i think that's where we will wrap up for tonight here as we are uh approaching uh 10 o'clock oh, look at that eli's coming back just right. in time. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. just in time for us to wrap it up, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't miss the ending this time. It's tradition that he he leaves before right before the end. But <laughs> yeah. all right. Um, thank you guys for playing here. I I feel confident in saying that where you guys are at currently, we'll prop we'll be able to wrap up on the next game. Now that you guys right. are in a certain spot, that I think we'll be able to yield an actual ending. Um, uh, we will see uh, what happens here. As Ophidian and uh, Ophidian, Rays and, and Les are in this in 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 a similar area, and uh, presumably heading afterwards, heading to find Rolex and Ami, uh, who are at the Wintermere Estate. So, uh, thank you guys for playing. That was a lot of fun. You guys had some really good RP there. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed yourselves, and uh, thank you guys for watching. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to wrapping this one up on the next one. Very cool. And for that, we can all say bye-bye. Bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. We were never here. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was a lot of fun.